And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Bear Down Sports Association Podcast, episode 171 today. I am Brandon Kurtzman, your host and commissioner, alongside me, league analyst Tommy Savaro. Tommy, how you doing tonight? My mouth is full of chips. Mouth is full of chips, trying to get his little, get, trying to get the last bites in before the podcast. But uh, we are back, uh, week five recap, week six preview. Uh, we played at Heavenly Farms last week, only six games because of a couple of neat teams needing uh, needing bye weeks. Bye weeks are a big, big, uh, big story of the league this year. But uh, games will get in regardless. Three weeks left of the regular season. Um, very excited to come down to the finish. A lot of teams still fighting for playoff position uh, every week. A lot of doubleheaders changing how uh, teams' outlooks on the season are. Thanks. Um, and, yeah, so I think this week uh, some teams took steps back. Uh, other teams continue to take steps forward. Um, we get started right away. First game of the day, 9 o'clock, was Florida against Baylor. Florida wins this game, I believe, 35 no, Baylor to 7. Baylor wins this game. Sorry, Baylor wins this game, I believe, 35 to 7. Could have been more, honestly. I, don't I think it was 40. Yeah, it might have been 40 to 7. 46, I think. Yeah, they put up a lot of points. Florida started with a pick six early, uh, tip ball at the line, ace catches it, runs it back for a touchdown. And honestly, they just never got it going. Um, had a couple of drop touchdowns. One, um, had a bunch of miscues on the offense side of the ball. Defensively, I thought they pulled flags well, but they just couldn't get any stops, couldn't grab Augie's flag in the backfield, let Augie extend the play and do what he's been doing. Um, Rob Reddington, good game. Justin Justin Farrar, obviously good game for him as well. Ace, pick six, six tackles. Uh, just a, a shorthanded Baylor team. Six guys plus Sobes get the win. Um, Florida only had seven guys as well, so definitely a, uh, a game that you had to really fight, had to want it, uh, but Baylor gets the win, 46-7. It never really looked like they were in trouble in this one. I agree. I agree. Uh, we, you know, we are talking before uh, the last podcast how we needed Florida to come out. They're a great athletic team, come out and compete. And they did not do that. Right. He is an elite team, uh, gauge your team, and it just, you know, they didn't stack up. Uh, it's unfortunate. I, I thought they'd be a little bit more competitive, and yeah. it really – wasn't a competitive game. Yeah, not Dennis's best day. Thought he was going to grow from that 2-0 day the week prior. Uh, was not able to as the day started. Like I said, started with a pick six. Ended with him playing receiver for Buddy playing quarterback. He threw some nice passes. His receivers yeah. let him down no, a couple of times. Yeah, there were definitely a couple of drops. Uh, not going to say that those would have made the difference in the game, but probably would have had a better stat uh, line. Listen, he's out there. He's competing. He's chucking. Oh, 100%. Uh, that's what you want to see. Still want to see him run the ball exactly. more. Um, but... Like I said, Baylor, the better team in this one, gets the win. Um, Baylor sits at five and one now, looking real good, second place in the league. Uh, Florida two and four, fighting for that eight seed, that seven seed. Um, they're gonna have to come out and really compete these last three games of the season if they want to make sure they they are, are playing into the playoffs. All right, stats. Augie was ten of sixteen, hundred forty yards, three touchdowns, had a rushing touchdown as well. Also had a pick six and a pass breakup. Uh, Justin, six catches, 76 yards, two touchdowns, two pass breakups, two tackles. Soaps had a tackle. Ace had a pick six and six tackles. Rob Reddington had three catches, 38 yards, and a touchdown. Claude had two pass breakups, and Chris Hunter had a tackle. Uh, For the Florida squad, as I pull up their stats real quick, Dennis was 11 and 19, 60 yards, uh, five rushes, 50 yards, had a pass breakup on defense. Buddy threw a 40-yard touchdown, also had three catches, 19 yards. John Harnish had two catches. Giroux, uh, 
Three sacks, three catches, 16 yards. Good game nice, for him. Nice. Chris Walton caught the lone touchdown on a catch and run, and Step had one catch for seven yards. Uh, next game was also at 9 o'clock. It's probably started around 9.30. USF against LSU. Um, USF definitely been one of the disappointments of the league thus far, falling to 0-6 after the doubleheader. We'll talk about their second game in a little bit. Um, lack of attendance this week for them definitely hurt. Definitely had some moments in this game where they could have kept it a little closer than they did. I think LSU won this game 24-12. to Yeah, it started off as a bit of a defensive struggle, yeah. and then uh, LSU kind of exploded. Uh, new guy on the scene. Uh, yeah, Dustin. He's playing for uh, he, their fifth-round pick. He's out for this permanently season. on their yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Great, great. <laughs> great yeah, move by well, them. Played well in middle linebacker. Had a, had a touchdown as well. Yeah, I mean, he, he can go up and get the ball. He could. Uh, yeah, he's a good athlete. I'm happy. they Listen, LSU's been the team all year that hasn't had a team because of guys quitting before the season started, um, guys just missing weeks for whatever reason. So I'm hoping that in the last three weeks they can kind of, you know, get uh, get their team there, get prepared, hopefully make the playoffs. They're sitting at 3-2, and two, so they're, gonna, they're they're in the thick of the playoff hunt. Um, Matt Mascara has looked pretty good when he's been there. He um, looked, I thought he looked great. Uh, I was watching him. I specifically wanted to see how he progressed and from the last time I saw him. Uh, he, I thought he played great. Uh, there was a play he rolled right, threw yeah. to the middle of the field, hit uh, Justin. Du- is it? Yeah, du- Dustin, Dustin. I think Dustin. Oh, it was a dot. It was an absolutely beautiful pass yeah. on the run. Uh, and I told him, I said, "That's a phenomenal pass right there." I love how he gets Keanu involved. Screen game yes, has been working. Yeah. I thought his play calling was pretty good in this one as well. They do a really good job. LSU definitely has one of the better screen games in the league. Yeah, I like a quarterback that that you know knows who his you know his, his game breakers are, who his playmakers and gets are, him the ball. and gets in the ball. Yeah, I like that. Yep, uh, I thought Keanu was a beast in this one. Also had an interception. Um, and honestly, uh, I, I like what I saw out of the LSU squad. If they can just continue to show up. That line shows up. What I'll say is his line shows up every week. Swags, Joe DeMeo, and uh, Kenny Tindall. Yeah, yeah. They, he has a good line protecting him. Um, Keanu and Dustin at receiver. I like where this team is heading. I kind of like their direction. If they could just show up every week and have their guys be there, um, I think this is a team that is going to be a tough outcome playoff time. They're like I said, they improved to three and two on the season. Four games left in the final three weeks. Those ex Louisville players, yeah, the coming they, up big. Hey, learn how to win from me, and then they, <laughs> no, those guys, no, those guys are have all been winners, winners. at all points. Swags, Joe DeMeo, Matt Mascara, and now Keanu as well. Yeah. Um, guys know winning ways, and they keep getting it done. Uh, this LSU team is scrappy. They win low-scoring, close-contested games. As Charlie goes crazy behind us, we're going to continue it going. Um, maybe we take off this collar real quick. Charlie, come here. Come here, buddy. All right, we're going to take the collar off. There we go. Um, yeah, so I like the LSU team. As for USF, um, I hate that. I hate that Remy brought his friends in. They just haven't been able kind of to figure it out and click. I think Brandon got a little better at quarterback as the weeks have gone on. Stayed in the pocket, throwing the ball a little bit more, but... It's tough when you don't have your team showing up. You're playing with multiple subs. Um, game starts late. Just kind of, just not, just not a good, just not a good way for USF to get their week started. This is a big week for them. They had to try to pick up a win in one of these two games. Um, they fall in this one, 24 twenty-four twelve. Uh, just, I don't know, just not a lot from them. Advice, uh, I'd say, and I, I tell this to everyone: keep it simple. You know, you got four. They did early. They th- did early. Think about it. You got, you got four downs to get the 25, first 25 yards. 20. First 20 yards. First 20 yards, exactly. Easy. Easy. Don't have to go deep. You don't have to look for a deep ball right away. Methodically work the ball, mix in your runs. I, I like I like running the first, you know, first two down, maybe down or two when you're at the five-yard line just to get out of the hole. Yeah. But, you know, just just keep it simple. 
I always say, I'll say it a thousand times more. Keep, take what the defense gives you. Yeah. You know, I, it's just simplify things that look at easier for you. Maybe you can start putting together a win streak. Yeah, I thought Brandon played better. He ran the ball more in this game. Uh, he threw pretty efficiently. They just weren't able to pick up uh, timely first downs and really move the ball when they got inside the 25. They just weren't able to punch it in. Um, but LSU wins this game 24-12. They look good, 3-2. and two. Uh, sitting in like fifth place, I believe, in the in the in the league. So uh, they're gonna have a couple tough games to finish off their schedule, but uh, they're turning in the right direction as long as they can get their guys there. All right, Brandon. Brandon was ten of 14, 126, one touchdown. Had six rushes for forty five yards and a touchdown. Also had three pass breakups defensively. Joe Warren had two catches. Ryan O'Leary had a catch for twenty three yards. Hassan Williams had six catches, eighty four yards and a touchdown. Remy had a catch, three tackles, and Matt Marola who subbed five tackles for them. Nice, Matt. Uh, as for who they play, as for LSU, Matt Mascara was 11 of 18, 184 yards, three touchdowns. Also had 26 rushing yards. Keanu, six catches, 127 yards, two touchdowns. Dustin, three catches, 41 yards, and a touchdown. Also had five tackles. KT, two catches, 16 yards, a sack, pass breakup, and a safety. Good game for him. Jordan Mayo also had a sack in on the game as well, and Vaughn had two tackles. All right, eleven uh, ten o'clock game. We'll continue on with USF. They played against Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, no, they retired. Cincinnati came out early, scored three touchdowns on like six or seven offensive plays. Took a twenty-one nothing lead. Coasted from there on out. Cincinnati, this team is locked in and loaded. They had a full squad this week for the first time all season. And I Delon believe. was hurt. Delon was hurt after he the game. During the, the game, game. Yeah, well, during the game, he came over. I was watching the other game because. After the first couple plays, I'm watching, you know, Chris Johnson play with a mask on. Yes. A Halloween mask. And, and, and more some people. And, yeah. So, all right. So, it's like a, you know, semi-joke. And you and you had to go watch Hawaii. Right. So, I'm watching. And DeLon's playing. DeLon's next to me watching the game on the outside. I said, aren't your team playing? Isn't your team playing? And he's telling me he's, uh, I think, pulled a hamstring. I don't yeah, know Yeah. I mean, happened. he had an electric start to the game. Uh, caught a touchdown. Caught a deep ball early in this one. Um, I thought he was in for a really big game and watching the film because I didn't get to watch this game really um, when it was live. And then it just really, he uh, I didn't really see him on the film much anymore. Uh, played a bunch, play, he was, he's he's an electric player, DeLon. Chris Johnson, electric with IB. IB, game planning, has his team fully prepared, ready to go. Um, they're a well-oiled machine, man. They took an early loss yeah, to Pittsburgh. Yeah, since that loss to Pittsburgh, they've, they've turned it around and, and you're seeing what you expected them you know, yeah. to do. 4-1. Uh, I, one more thing about Delon, he's pure comedy on the sidelines. Yes, yes. Uh, he's, he, he's the best color man in the league. I wish we could get a mic on him. That's just funny. to hear what he has to say. I mean, I'm watching the game with him. He's going, and he'll like, get he, no filter. Yeah. All right, fat man, you can run the ball. Okay, I see you. You know, it's just pure he's comedy. Crazy, man, he's crazy. Uh, we'll get that, back that, to IB. Yeah, no, that Cincinnati team is a well-oiled machine right now. They sit at four and one in the uh, third place in the league, looking real good. Got a doubleheader, I believe, uh, one of these next two weeks. Oh, what happened with the North Carolina team? They just they no. They, so they they texted me on Saturday afternoon saying they probably weren't gonna have more than four guys show up. So okay. I told them. I told him. I said. I told IB you could take the fourth win or you could play them next week or a different week. And he said, No, I'll play them a different week. So Good for him. yeah, Good no. For IB's him. not. IB has never wanted to take a fourth win. I wouldn't expect him to take a fourth win in that situation. And uh, yeah, I think they're pl- they're playing this week. 
Oh, good, so good. They'll, they'll get that game. UNC has two games as well. Good, because when I first got there, I heard that, oh, UNC quit the league. I said, why? No, they did not quit the league. They did not quit the league. They they are another team that just has had problems showing up each week. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, uh, they listen, got a good team now. They got Vinic yeah, quarterback. Yeah, they got a good team. I think I they want to show up. I was looking forward to the game because there was a grudge game. Yeah, well, they got one. They got it this week, so you'll be excited this All week right. to see it. All right. Uh, yeah, Cincinnati takes care of this one. Hassan Williams, another good game. Remy had another uh, a solid game in this one as well. They switched quarterbacks. They put De- Dennis Sutton from Florida ended up playing quarterback for USF in the second half of this game. Um, yeah, just oh, not a great season for USF. 0-6, last place in the league currently. Three games left. Hope to make a run. Maybe like that Ravens team from last season that made a little bit of a run towards the playoffs at the end of the season. Uh, but yeah, come in, play hard, get a couple wins, man. Don't don't just lay down for these teams that are trying to pick up wins in the playoffs. Make it hard on them. Yeah. All right. Uh, Brandon was 5-8, 33 yards. Uh, Dennis was 11-16, 129. Two touchdowns. Hassan Williams had Five catches, 46 yards, and a touchdown. Remy, four catches, 60 yards, and a touchdown. Jarwar had a catch and a sack. Claude played for them, had a sack. Harnish also played and had a sack. For uh, Cincinnati, IB, 7 of 10, 150 yards, three touchdowns. Five carries, 77 yards, two touchdowns. DeLon, two catches, 62 yards, and a touchdown, five tackles. Matt Marula had two sacks. CJ, 55 yards, and two touchdowns. Tuna had a catch for 11 yards. Stulek pass breakup. A-Rod sack and a pass breakup. Giuseppe had two catches for 22 yards and a conversion. Uh, all around great team effort. I'd be also at an interception in this game. Great team effort from uh, the Cincinnati team. And if I'm, my calculations are correct, they only ran 10, 15, 16. They only ran 16 play, 17 offensive plays in this game. Oh, really? Yeah, that, uh, they are a highly efficient offense. And uh, they made it look easy in this one. I can't even lie to you. Watching the film, I was very bored watching it. But it was uh, electric to to see IB score this many points in just 17 offensive plays. So kudos to the Cincinnati team. They are rolling. All right. Uh, other 10 o'clock game. Last game I have stats on for this. Uh, Hawaii versus uh, Pittsburgh, man. Mikey plays a certain game. He's going to milk yeah. the clock. He's going to limit possession, time of possession, and you have to score because you, you might only see the ball five, six times max in this game you're playing against Mikey. And he, he ran this, he ran it again to perfection, had a 9 nothing lead for a lot of this game, uh, scored early on a Bartlett long touchdown, long crosser across the back of the end zone or the front of the end zone, uh, had a rag safety like right before the half, and it looked like Pittsburgh was going down. But this Pittsburgh team is good. Really good, really resilient, doesn't get down on themselves. And uh, we saw Suroff pull, uh, pull the pull cat. Pull a rabbit out of the hat. Yeah, pull a rabbit out of the hat. Scores a touchdown, um, gets the stop, and then on, I believe it was third or fourth down, throws an absolute wobbler of a deep ball to Liam. Liam makes a nice adjustment on it, scores, is only only one of two catches on the day. Um, and it ends up being the biggest biggest play of the game. All right. Here's a couple things from Mike up in this game. Uh after the game, I talked to Serhoff. He was a little bit down on himself because he said, oh, I played a miserable yeah, game. Yeah, 12 points. I said, no, this, I said, you're going to be in games where you have a defensive struggle like that. I said, uh, the reason why you draft a guy like Liam at number one is because he'll make a play like that for you. To bail you out. Right. So it's a, it's always a team effort. I mean, you play de- you're down on yourself, not playing your best game. Someone like Liam's going to pick you up. Your defense is going to pick you up. Okay. And that's what they, you know, he drafted a good team. It's a team effort. It's a team win. Yep, so I wouldn't be down on that. You know, you, the, the good teams find ways to win, and they did. 100%. Right. Flip side of the ball. You got uh, Mikey playing his game. I know what his game is, but here's my problem. His last possession, he yeah. wanted to play keep away. Uh, I'm sorry, kill the clock. You know, uh, let, let's milk it down to nothing. This way they have no shot of beating us. 
Uh, there's an old expression, if you're going to be street, be street. So if you're going to play that type of game, play that type of game. There was a possession where he decided he wanted to throw the ball across the field on third down, which stopped the clock, and that was a valuable clock stoppage valuable, right there. Yeah. Why do that? And first of all, I, I, listen, I hate to prevent offense. I don't like playing stall ball. I like, you know what, run your offense. Your three biggest plays during the game were off the Bartlett. Yep. Uh, one, uh, one deep touchdown, one deep pass, and, and a, nice uh, and a run. big run. Yep. Well, where was that? Well, how come I didn't see how did Bartlett run the ball? Yeah, I think I, I definitely agree. Uh, Bartlett has been an electric player for this offense. He's opened up the offense for Mikey a little bit. And, yes, I do think maybe towards the end of the game, maybe getting him a rushing attempt just to just to free the defense He's up. quick. He's elusive. Yeah, yeah. Get, you know, but you're, you're playing stall ball anyway. Even if he gets, you know, they pull his flag, your clock's still running. 100%. Uh, you threw an incomplete pass in a minor question of the game. Then when I asked him about it at the end of the game, he was like, well, everyone's saying, you know, maybe we should go, you know, for, for, for points. You, you can't do that. You can't, if you know, like I said, if you're going to be, uh, if I'm going to play this type of a game, you got to stick to the plan. You can't deviate off it because something like that happens and it costs you. Yep. And then after the game, what I don't like is, uh, you know, <laughs> finger pointing. And, and, and Well, let's talk about it. The last play of the game, uh, Mikey, I guess, called it. Uh, called it uh, he called, he ran like was a, a fake. Route? Yeah, no, it was a fake. He faked the jet. Chris was supposed to run a fade down the sideline. He kind of like half-assed ran it. Mikey looked right, just threw left, thought he was going to have a one-on-one. Chris didn't run the route like so fully. Absolute beautiful and play. So on was, it. Yeah, I mean, that was a crazy one-handed get two feet inbounds yeah. uh, and the game there. Um, definitely was a lot of finger pointing on the Hawaii sideline, but I do know that since then they have figured it, they they have made amends. Good. They have figured it out, and they claim Mikey says he's putting up fifty this week. So we'll I, see. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. I, I, listen, I like to keep that shit internally. If you got a problem, you know, don't don't start screaming on the sideline, pointing fingers. Take them to the side. Say, listen, you know what? Maybe I feel like I'm not getting the ball up. Maybe yeah. we should have ran this play or that play. Whatever it is, I don't like airing out dirty laundry in front of everybody. I couldn't agree. Espe- more. Especially, you know what? Especially with a player like Mike, because Mike's a fucking winner in this league. Yeah, Mike is gonna. Yeah, and you know, if you start it, Mike, he's gonna continue. Yeah, it. yeah, he's 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 not gonna end it. He's gonna no. keep it going. Yes. He'll beat he'll beat a dead horse. A hundred percent. Uh, yeah, like I said, Mike's a winner in this league. He knows what to do to win. He knows how to win. Yeah. So I'm not gonna. Uh, I wouldn't sit there and say, listen, you're shit. You don't know how to win. Yeah. Uh, not true. Two tough losses for Mikey on the season last last week to the UNC squad. This week to uh, Pittsburgh, led by Suroff and Liam and company. Uh, this this Pittsburgh team is good, man. Uh, they get contributions in a lot of different ways from a lot of different players. Um, Dins is a monster at DB. Liam just making plays all over both sides of the ball. Sobes another elect- good, very good defensive back. And in this game, they had their full team, so Sobes was able to play receiver. And uh, made some big plays with the ball in his hands. Uh, Dario, also another good electric player, weapon on offense. I'd like to see Liam involved more maybe in the screen game. I know he excelled in that with with uh, IB last season. Yeah. That's, I guess, if I had to pick something to say. But regardless, this Pittsburgh team is moving. Uh, tough offensive week, but like Tommy said, the good teams find ways to win. They win this game 12-9. to Um yeah, it was a uh, it was a really good game and a really good one that kind of got the day going after a slow start, I thought, to the day. Uh, let's do stats. Uh, Surov, 8 of 18, 123, two touchdowns, had six yards rushing. Liam, two catches, 67 yards and a touchdown, also had six tackles and a pass breakup. Sobes, three catches, 37 yards, touchdown, interception. Uh, Matt DePhillips had a uh, tackle. Nick Hardigan, two catches and a tackle. Dins, four tackles. Tyler Bryant had a sack, and Dario had a catch and a rush, both for eight yards. As for Hawaii, Mikey, 10 of 14, 110 yards, one touchdown, one pick. 
Also had seven rushes for uh, 39 yards. Two pass breakups, four tackles. Spo five catches, 32 yards in a sack. Rags had the sack safety. Hogreef had a catch. Isaiah, uh, Zay Copes had two catches, one being conversion. conversion. Amir had a sack and a pass breakup. Ryan Bartlett, uh, two catches, 64 yards and a touchdown. Also had two carries for 19 yards and a pass breakup. Matt, those are for those stats. Uh, I don't have stats on the last two games right now. I haven't had time this week to get to them. Last two games of the day, though. Minnesota versus Georgia. Georgia wins this one. Oh, I believe. That's special. Yeah, Georgia wins this one 19-14. Minnesota, once again, just unable to find its groove offensively. Uh, we had seven. We scored on the first possession of the game, and then we did not score until our second-to-last possession of the game. Uh, got inside the red zone a bunch of times. Had a few flag. Uh, had a few flag guards called on us that set us back offensively. Um, not saying the refs <coughs> blew the game for us in any way. They they came out there and beat us because Georgia also had penalties against them as well. Um, thought Rhett did a good job on off on defensive line for them. Also thought that uh, they created good pressure. They sent good blitzes. Uh, just haven't really been able to see the field well, man. Who's just, that young receiver they got? They Alex Hines, great game, man. Holy had, shit, what a catch he made! Great touchdown right before the half. Pick six later in the game. Uh, he had a great game. This is back-to-back weeks for him that he's really making a statement. Leota's given him opportunities to make plays, and he is taking full advantage of those opportunities. Um, once again, man, I thought our defense played really well. Only allowed 19 points. Um, just, just, just can't get it done offensively, man. Just haven't been able to figure it out. No more can this one hurt our offensive line play. I had to have George and Suarez playing offensive line. Just it. It's been a tough season, man. Our defense has kept us in a lot of games. We've had two. We've lost two games on the final play. We'll talk about the second one later today, or later in this one. But uh, yeah, it's been a tough season. Can't, tough season. Tough season, man. There's really not much more to say about it from Minnesota point of view. Uh, from Georgia's point of view, though, they get the win. Get Big to three and two. Huge win for them. Leota needed this one. Got to three and two on the season. Um, eclipsed his win total from the Vanderbilt season. Okay. Uh, Sitting in good spot though, three and two, uh, three and three, I believe, three and three. I'm sorry, um, I believe they are in th- sixth or seventh place right now, so they're in the thick of the playoff hunt. They have two games this week against beatable opponents. Um, Got to go out there and get it done though. Gotta Who are they playing this week? Uh, oh, we'll get to it. Later. Yeah, we'll get to it later. But uh, they got winnable games this week, so they got to go out there and k- keep this train rolling. They got a big win last week. They had a lot of energy. Leota's really got this group fired up. Malozzi played really well on both sides of the ball as well. Um, yeah, I, li- I like where they're at, man. They play good team defense. They they swarm to the ball, and they pulled flags really well. They, they, Wait, they, you know, we got a lot of good young players in this league. Yeah. You got uh, Claude. You got Alex Hines. You got... Uh, you got the, the kid from Pitt. Pitt. Dario Young. Dario, you know? yeah. Yep, good young. Yep. There's a lot of good, good and, young uh, talent. Who's the, the one on Baylor, the lineman? He's really Claude, good. Yep. Claude, Claude, really, yeah. really, really yep. good. You know what? I see him on the sidelines. I see him talking to other linemen, talking about uh, technique. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, one of the younger guys, in, uh, another young lineman. Um, Abdul, maybe? Carmen? Yeah, might have been. Big. They're boys. They're, yeah, they're friends. Uh, yeah, they're so friends. He, he's teaching technique, and I, and I listen to him. I said, you know, this, 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 this is kid, the type of shit you want. Yeah, I mean, this, this is like what a veteran does. You know, yeah. pull a young kid on the side, talk to yeah, and he does. He does. Well, it he's all. been playing for a long time. Uh, football in general. He played. He played at Terryville High School. So playing at the high school field definitely uh, gives him a little bit of an advantage. He made, made a lot Love of plays. Love his game. There. He brings a lot to Baylor. He brings a lot yeah. to their energy. And that's, sure. that's why that team's good too. Yep. Uh, but yeah, a lot of young talent in the league, man. And Georgia picks up a big win. Nineteen fourteen. Get to three and three in the season. Gets their season right back on track. And Minnesota falls to one and four after this game, and uh, yeah. had to play a nice doubleheader against West Virginia afterwards. Things get easier. Yeah, things did not get easier, but. 
Uh, yeah, good win for Georgia, man. I'm really happy to see. Even though they beat us, I'm happy to see Leota finding success again in the league after uh, a rough last time playing quarterback. Uh, but he's finding his groove right now. He's throwing the ball confidently. He trusts his receivers, Jimmy Flott, uh, Alex Hines, um, uh, Paul Carter, who had to play line this week. But he's got good athletes. they got a good defense. So I expect Georgia to be a good team, and they're going to be a, a tougher lower seed if that's where they end up for the playoff hunt. All right, last game of the day uh, was Minnesota taking on West Virginia. Um, I be- they won they won by five. I don't I, I think I want to say 29 24. Um, yeah, back and forth game. both offenses moving the ball well. Uh, defense is making some plays for sure. Oh no, actually they won by two scores because they had a pick six last play of the game. Um, but yeah, just another game that we just were not able to finish. We take the lead on a Roman. Roman had a like a 30 yard touchdown off the line. Uh, to take the lead with, I want to say, 30, 30, 40 seconds left. And we just give up a touchdown with 10 seconds left in the game. Malik Presley. I did uh, Malik VP play. Uh, three touchdowns, I believe. Uh, another great game from him. Probably over 100 yards when I do the stats later tomorrow when I'm out for work. Uh, he was a beast, man. He's been a beast all season. It did not stop in this one. Uh, it, it was, I don't even want to say it was high volume. It was just whenever the ball was thrown to him, those times it was thrown to him, Big plays, big touchdowns, move the ball. It's a player. Uh, yeah, no, he's a really good player, man. Mike had a really good game in this one as well. Had made a lot of big catches for me. Uh, kept our offense in the game. Just not a lot of good plays offensively. We were really only move the ball in big plays. We weren't churning out six, seven play drives like I usually do in this league. Like I said, man, it's been a tough season, man. We just recipe been for Tommy. Get, get, get your stud lineman. You got it in Austin. Yeah. You get your stud receiver. You got it Malik. Remember I used to call Cardinal MV Paul, uh, yeah, MV Paulie. Yeah, now it's MV now, Presley. Now it's Malik v, uh, VP. Malik VP, MV Presley. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, no, listen, he's taking the lead by storm. Had a great rookie season, just so everyone knows now. If he wins MVP, I'm not also giving him Rookie of the Year. I spread out the awards. I'm getting other guys involved. So just know, Malik, yeah, take the big, the big just Malik, Malik, just know now you're only getting MVP. If you're you're def- for sure the front runner for MVP. Oh, we got we got a good lo- lot of lot of rookie run. No, a lot of rookies. good rookies that also deserve are deserving of praise. But Malik has been an absolute monster. And listen, when you get when you're when when you're that good of a talent and you get paired up with a quarterback like Tommy. It's going to be a recipe for good things. Yeah. And they have been great this year. Johnny Samarco on the line um, played a great game defensively, I thought. I think he had two sacks in this one. Austin had a sack. Dane Lupton has been a great pick. I know some people scoffed. Not some, I'm not going to say scoffed at the pick. But some people were like, ooh, when they when he, Tommy picked him in the second round. But he's been a stud offensive lineman. He's played everywhere on defense at Tommy's needed him to play. And he's a great flag puller. So I think him, the, the combination of Austin... Tommy, Malik, and Dane. That's a great four players to build your team around. You build it with Ballo and Venti and Don Maselli and uh, they're getting Dan Dexter finally this week for the rest of the season for their third round pick. That's been out for the whole season. What round did Malik go in? Malik went in the third. Third or fourth. It was him and the other kid went three, four. I forgot which which round it was which. But um, yeah, Malik, it's a steal. If he didn't go in the first five picks, it would have been a a steal from that point forward. Um, He's been a beast. Nothing more to say. Tommy's also on MVP track as well. He's playing great ball. Probably leads, I'm I, not confirmed, but probably leads the league in total touchdowns and total yards. Uh, he's playing unbelievable right now, man. I was talking to him today, actually, because I told him, I said, I was so mad about losing. I, I, don't even, I didn't even know if I said good game to you. I completely forgot. I blacked out after the game. We talked a little bit. He's excited about his team. He likes the direction they're heading in. Four and two on the season. Four straight wins for them after a 2-0-2 uh, start where they played against Suroff and Cincinnati. So basically, you lost two of the three best teams in the league 
early in the season. Now you're figuring it out with your new team. One four straight. What's going on with your team? I told you. It's been a rough season. Offensive we haven't had a full team since week one. Offensive line hasn't consistently been there. And we blow games on defense, man. We've had two games where we should have won. It last but we lose we've lost in, we lost we lost in the last play of the game to Florida uh, Hawaii. We lost in the last play of the game or second to last play of the game against West Virginia. We lost we had a nineteen fourteen game with Pitt. We just can't finish the games. Can't finish them. That's all it comes down to, what's, man. What's up with you finishing, and Rampo boys? Finishing, uh, I, I listen. I think me and Rampo boys. I think it I, I heard this to, song before. I think it has to come to an end. I think. <laughs> you, I, think I heard that it. before too, and and you're back with them again. But I mean, it's never been this bad. We made the playoffs every single season. We've had a winning record every single I, season. I, we played I, I together. Thought last year they had their team with. Uh, yeah, and before Mike got hurt, they were six well, and two. Yeah, and Mike at Mike, quarterback out there, they were phenomenal. Yeah, before Mike had the appendicitis, he was fine. Mike yeah. doesn't want to play quarterback. No? No, I mean, like, no, no, but I'm saying, like, I asked him during the game, do you want the quarterback? He said, no, we're sticking with you. And I'm not going to, I also, also in that moment when I'm struggling, I'm not taking myself out of quarterback. But yeah, so I'm not going to take myself out of quarterback. I'm not going to stop playing. I'm not going to stop trying to figure it out. But they did a good job covering our offense. They ran a lot of really good blitz schemes on defense as well. And at, at the end of the day, there's just a lot of plays where if I break the pocket and don't get my five pull from behind, like when I'm breaking the pocket, they're probably big plays. But their def- credit to their defensive line. They played amazing in this game. But listen, the Minnesota squad, it has not worked out. As, oh, I thought it was Bryce Harper. Um, hasn't worked out for us. We're 1-5. I think at this point we basically have to run the table last three games and probably get a little bit of help point differential-wise to make the playoffs. And listen, if we're able to make the playoffs and be an 8 seed, we're a dangerous 8 seed. That's all I got to say. So you got to start running up scores now. We would need to. Well, let's, let's worry about scoring. We have to score. We don't score enough points yet. I think this is the first game we put up over 20 in like three games. So I need to get back figuring out what I do. I thought I game planned pretty well this week. We had an opportunity to win both games. Just we're not able to get it done, man. Sometimes you just don't have. Listen, I, I was kind of thinking back about some, how, how bad seasons some of the elite players in this league have had at some points. And I'm not saying I was due. But after being one play away from going back to back, maybe I was due. Who knows? But not a good season for the Minnesota squad. We will still look to uh, get to four and five, win three games, make the playoffs. Roman had a really good game. I thought Caleb played well in the offensive line-wise blocking. Um, yeah, just not enough from us. Not enough from us to win. All right, let's uh, let's get to week six preview. Week six preview. Uh, I might have to do a little bit of a schedule tweak, but we'll go based on what we have right now. So once again, only a six-game slate. We have some teams that ask for buys early in the season. Um, and unfortunately, because of that, my team will also be having another bye week during the season. Just a weird season for this Minnesota group. We had a bye week early. We have a bye week now. Just really not a really weird scheduling because of allowing teams to have buys because missing a lot of guys, whatever. All right. First game of the day, Cincinnati versus Oregon. Ooh. Trevor versus IB. Last time Trevor played IB, beat him. he beat him by 20. This time, not gonna happen. This time, Cincinnati definitely has the better team. They are four and one against Trevor and Oregon's one and four. But is could we see a potential? I'm just throwing a storyline out there. Can we see a potential hungrier dog game? One and four, Oregon first game of a doubleheader, nine a.m. Ask for the nine a.m. game. Uh, Cincinnati on the other hand, four and one, kind of coasting right now, looking really good. I'm gonna say no because I beat game plans harder than anyone in this league. What do you think? I think that he remembers the last game they played, and he ain't gonna let that happen I agree. ever again. Yes, um, I think Trevor grittied into the end, did a did a Mike Gusecki type gritty into the end zone on a big long run to kind of seal that game for the or, for the Patriots squad against the Bills in the summer. Uh, I think IB definitely, like you said, remembers that game. 
Trevor's going to have to come out and be, I'm not going to say you need to be perfect because I never want to say that a quarterback has to be perfect for his team to win. You have to be damn near perfect. And your defense going to have to be damn near perfect. If Trevor does not game plan for this game, they will get smoked. They will get smoked because I promise you, IB, the reason why he is so successful in this league, besides the fact that he's one of the two or three most electric players in the league with the ball in his hands, he game plans for every week. He has his team fully prepared every week, and he sends game plans to his team. So if you want to be that good and you want to be on that level, you more than likely have to do some of the similar things that the teams at the top are doing. Um, I got Cincinnati in this game. I got it big. Me too. Yeah. Not going to disagree. Yeah, it's hard to – listen, hard to pick against Cincinnati right now. They're a well-oiled machine. All right, 10 o'clock games. We'll stick with Oregon. They play a second game of the back-to-back against USF. Uh, if you lose that game against Cincinnati at 1-5, and five, you will need to win every game from there on out. Um, I would have Oregon winning this game against USF. I don't think there's a way I could pick USF or any sane person can pick USF the way they're playing right now. They haven't been able to consistently score the ball. Um, I think their season high on the season is 21. More than like, most games they've scored under 15. Uh, as for Oregon, they do put up points, but they do give up points. So I guess if there was a game for USF to potentially score some points, you're playing against a team on a second game of back-to-back. You're hoping that maybe um, they play a close game with Cincinnati, so they're really tired when they play against you. Uh, USF, this is your game to win, man. Go show up, be aggressive, play hard, and have some energy to start the game because if you get up early and put Trevor's team in a disadvantage in a second game of back-to-back at 1-5 in, in the season, maybe they lay down. I don't know. Uh Oregon loses this game, your season's over. Against you USF, will be, you will be yeah. in dead last place with no shot. Yes, you would be in dead last, correct, because you would lose to the last place. They only have one win if you lost to Cincinnati as right. well. So Yeah, no, 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 listen, this will be – I think both these games are must-wins for yeah. uh, Oregon, but I do definitely think that the second game, especially if they lost the first game, would be an absolute and, must-win. And, and please, can we get rid of these pink jerseys? Pink is the new purple as far as I'm concerned. Pink might be the new purple as purple is it's three and two, and pink is one and four. For football, Horrible color. <laughs> what would you do if an NFL team went pink? Ah, uh, so please. <laughs> you boycott him. All right. I am taking Oregon in this game. I can't pick USF right now. I did say they played better last week because they did, but not enough for me to pick them against a league veteran in Trevor who definitely has had his fair share of winning in this league. What about you? You're taking Oregon? Taking Oregon. All right. Next game on the day, other 10 o'clock game. Good game. Very good game, actually. West Virginia versus Georgia. Yeah. Good game. Statement game for Georgia. Um, Georgia's three losses this year have come to LSU, um, Hawaii, and one other team that I will remember at a point at some point. Oh, uh, at some point I will remember. Um, This is a statement game for them. You're playing against one of the upper echelon teams in the. Oh, they lost to Baylor uh, week one. Um, Playing an upper echelon team. 4-2 Four and two West Virginia rolling hot four straight wins. Statement game for Leota. Go out there, win this game. I'd say I'm not giving Leota doesn't have the just go out there and compete card. Leota got to go out there and win this game. Uh, definitely a statement game for Georgia. Their defense has been playing well. Tommy's been lighting up the scoreboard. Can somebody stop Malik? Uh, has not yet to be done. Uh, reminds me of when I say, can someone stop Justin? Can someone stop Pauly? Uh, just think, just it, it, yeah. And you have happens. to stop Malik to win this to win this game. You have to stop Malik. He's a touchdown scorer for them. He's a problem. He's a problem on defense, and he's just an overall difference maker. So my advice to Georgia: 
have a good game plan to stop Malik and make Tommy beat you with other weapons. Make him beat you with Venti. Make him beat you with his line. Make him beat you with his feet. And make him beat you with Dexter. Don't make him. Don't let him beat you with Malik because every other team so far has, and that's why they're four and two. He's gonna look for Malik early and often, early and uh, often, like he does in every other game. A game plan to to do something double team and get a man bracket. over the top. Yeah, bracket receiver, man to. over the top. Got to be ready for this game for Georgia. Have to game plan hard. Uh, Tommy's the gunslinger of all gunslingers in this league, and he is showing it for sure this season. Yeah, he's looking good, man. He looks good. He right looks now. great. Yeah, he looks great, man. You, you you give him you know a receiver like Malik, and and he's also as good as I think he's been at making guys miss in the backfield, and um. He he the the his ability to extend plays in the backfield through not just running around the backfield like I be but like keeping it close to the line of scrimmage. It was always available to throw the football. I just think that he's playing at the top of his game right now, and I can't pick against him. I'm he, picking West Virginia. He slides laterally into the pocket. So wow, well. so well. I mean, he's doing it for basically what? Like, you his whole used, life? like you used to like do. I used to do. Yeah, he's Tommy's been doing this his whole life, and now yo I, I'm one in five. Yeah, Tommy. Tommy could run. Lost two games in the last play of the game. Tommy yeah, could a, run, yeah. but I think he's he's a yeah, throw first kind of guy. Play. I'm talking. Yeah, no, 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 go, go, go. Okay, continue. I just I can't believe Crutchman is one and five. Yeah, it's TJ. <laughs> TJ finding about finding out about the league for the first time in a year and a half, maybe. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Do you remember this voice? Used to be the voice of the podcast. It's all right. I'm bigger, sorry. bigger, and better pastures. Apologize. But brighter, I should say. No, but back to the game. I'm taking West Virginia. I think they're the better team right now, and I think that Tommy's on another level. Yeah. Listen, I, I root for Georgia. I think he's a great team. I love rooting for the Oda, man. Yeah. I, you know, Joe's a hard guy to root against. Uh, but, but, but so they, they, upset. they're going to need someone to. Yeah, listen, I, I picked against them last week and they won. So maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I should pick up against again and maybe they might win. But, uh, Got to find a way to stop Malik, and no one's done it so far. Yeah. So, going to roll with West Virginia. Rolling with the hot Malik and Tommy combo. Next game, 11 o'clock. Georgia will play in the second game of a back-to-back against UNC and Vin Gargano. Last time we saw this UNC squad, they were down 26-6 to late in the second half, and they end up winning the game 32-26. to Mikey completely blows it on offense, and Vin takes down younger brother in the big showdown of Vin's first game of the season. Now, after a week off of this UNC squad, they will be playing against the Georgia team, who uh, will be playing on the first game, uh, second game of back-to-back in this one. This is UNC's first game? This is UNC's first game of the day. Um, must not, I'm going to call it must win for UNC. They're seeing it 2-3. and three. But uh, if Georgia loses that first game to West Virginia, which me and you both predicted, uh, they're going to need this one. They'll be sitting at 3-4, and four, and they'll need this one to get back to 500. Um, this is a very even matchup of two teams that I think are going to be able to play either game you want. Either a game where uh, high scoring or a game where the defenses are making plays and odds and offensive struggle. Um, I'm going to take UNC. I think Vin's just the better quarterback in this one. I'm going to roll with Vin Gargano and that uh, Bol- Steve Bowen connection, Douglas on the line. I think Georgia might actually be... No, don't press that. Don't press that. You're still going. All right. Uh, I think Georgia might be the more, I guess, maybe top-to-bottom complete team because I just see more of them this season. But I still like the UNC team. Vin elevates them. They have new life after a week one, after a last week's win, or two weeks ago's win. I'm picking UNC. I think they're going to pick up a win, get to 3-3 three and three in the season. Yeah, I wish that this was the first game for uh, Georgia. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be uh, tough for them to come in and, you know, after the first game. Uh, I'm sure they're going to be spent, uh, and I want to pick UNC, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Georgia. Let's 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 mix it uh, up a little bit. Mix it up a little let's bit. Let's get a crossfire. Yeah, this is our first. Let's crossfire go Georgia. 
I, um, I need for, if they lose the first game, I need for them to, to win this game. They can't sure. go 0 2, 2 on the game. They got to, on the day, we got to get a win out of Georgia. Yep. All right. So you have Georgia. I got UNC. First crossfire of the day. Next game, Hawaii versus USF. USF playing on the second game of back to back. Hawaii coming in basically saying they're going to score 50 this week, regardless of who they play after a close loss to Suroff last week. Mikey is amped up. The Hawaii squad is jacked up, and they are ready to go. Um, I'm going to be very quick on this one. USF loses to Oregon. They'll be 0-7. I can't see them pulling out a win in the second year back-to-back against the fired-up Mikey who needs a win desperately to get yeah, back, on, back on track. I am going to take uh, Hawaii in this one. USF, shut me up. Shut me up, man. Make make me eat my words. Make me make me believe that you can actually win the game because so far you really haven't made me think that. Um, you're you'll be zero and seven if our predictions are correct going into this game, and then after it you will be zero and eight. So, oh, we need a lot of kumbaya on this uh, this one. Uh, need, we need a lot of love they from the Hawaii squad. They got to gel together. I, I I'm predicting that that Mikey he predicted fifty. I don't doubt it. I really don't doubt it. I think he's gonna come out and make a statement. Uh, I think that... Uh, yeah, Hawaii scored 46 week one, so let's see if they can top this that. This team will gel. Give me some more Ryan Bartlett on offense. The last week I was saying he was defensive player of the year last week. Yeah. I'm saying get me... I want to see him on offense. The kid's electric. Get him the ball. Run. Throw. Do what you got to do. Get him the ball in open space. Yeah. I, I got to see it. Yeah, he's been very good in open space. He's been, a de- like I said in the uh, the recap, he's been a dynamic part of this offense and really gotten it going, especially when guys haven't shown up and he's been forced into a needing-to-make-plays role. He's definitely taken full advantage of his opportunity. I expect his draft stock to go up in, in the future, um, future drafts. He's been a very good player this season, and uh, yeah. I'm yeah, if I'm, if I'm co-GMing on any team during a draft, he's going to be one of my targets. I agree. All right, last game of the day. This is a big one. UNC sadly playing on a second game of back-to-back against Pitt. Tough spot for UNC. Vingargano, hopefully, in my prediction, led them to a win at 11 o'clock. Could be a tough one for them as they're facing the lone undefeated team in the league at 6-0, Pittsburgh Panthers, led by Nick Suroff and Liam Knowles. Um... I think if this was the first game, I'd be more inclined to potentially pick an upset. But I think because UNC will be on the first game, second game back to back, a tough because, game too. It'll yeah, be a tough game. and you know Pitt's going to be game planning game. and watching that first game. I'm going to roll with Pitt. I think they get seven on the season. Suroff continues to pile up these regular season wins, but uh, ain't going to mean nothing without a ring this time. I'm taking Pitt though. Suroff's rolling, even though the last week they didn't look great and their offense was kind of in a box for 38 minutes. They made a lot of play, or 35 minutes, I should say. They made a lot of plays defensively, and they are a really, really, really good bear down football team. You're not looking at the positives here. The positives are they played great defense. Positives are they pulled out a win when they needed it most, and only pulled up a great offensive play by a great offensive player. Yeah, they do. So I, I'm not saying that was a bad team or a bad. No, win. not a bad oh, win I mean, at all. Uh, wins a win. Good I mean, they say they didn't away, struggle. Right? On, they say they didn't struggle on offense. They scored twelve points. Well, they played a good defensive team. Yeah, they did. Hundred percent. And, and, and uh, opposite side of the ball, you know, they played great they defense played, also. They pulled five. probably better than any team in the league. So um, it's, yeah, it's, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, they're a machine right now. I'll go with the. Pick. Yeah, it's really hard to pick against them right now. But if UNC wins that first game against Georgia and they got life going into the second game, be aware for a potential twelve o'clock upset. Okay. But I'm taking Pitt in this one also. I do think that Pitt is a rolling machine. I think Liam is the more he gets involved, the better the offense will be. Uh, he's a game breaker with the ball in his hands, and he uh, he's got that 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 high key get away from the cop speed, man. He gets on the sideline, he's making guys miss, and he's a great deep ball pat, deep ball catcher. 
receiver. Um, and I think he let's, will. Let's get the ball to Dario in open space yeah, also. Yeah, Don't he, forget Dins. He's still playing. What I will uh, say is that I think Surov does do a very good job at scheming Dario targets and and um, and touches. Like they ran a they ran a reverse last week, and I know Dario just needs to make one guy miss, and he would have scored. I think. Um, but. Like I said, I think Surf does a really good job game playing. He's one of the best game planners in the league. Make sure his team is prepared, ready to go, with just the little ins and outs of each team that he's playing against. So I like this Pitt team. I'm not counting UNC out, especially if they win that first game. Just uh, a little bit of an uphill battle against the best team in the league. All right, let's get to our power rankings, and then we'll get out of here. All right, we just collaborated real quick on the power rankings. Tommy, read them out to us. At number one, we have the undefeated Pitt. 6-0. and And then at two, we have Cincinnati. 4-1, and beat Baylor head-to-head. And number three, we got Baylor. Yes, sir. Number four, West Virginia. Losses come to Pitt and Cincinnati. Number five, Hawaii. Yeah, I think they're just the fifth best team in the league. Number six, LSU. If we see them more consistently uh, each week attendance-wise, could definitely move up if the, winds, if the winds keep piling. Number seven, Georgia. Yeah, for sure. Number eight, UNC. Yeah, they play this week, so we'll see who's better. Number nine, Florida. Two wins, still got a shot at the playoffs. Bad loss last week, but can get it back on track next week. Number 10 this late in the season. Kurtzman-led Minnesota. Haven't been this bad in a long time, but long we're bad. Time. 11? 11, Oregon. Ha- didn't play last week. Haven't seen them in two weeks. They got two big games this week, and uh, they got to probably go 4-0 and, four and oh or 3-1 and one at the worst to make the playoffs. Pink better win this week, or else they're going to be at number 12 Agreed. when uh, USF sits. Yep, USF 0-6 needs to get their season on track now if there's any chance. Thank you for listening. We're back at Sayreville High School this week. If you were still listening to us, I'll make sure that everyone knows that. But appreciate all the listening. Appreciate all the love. Uh, YouTube videos are all up. We will have edits, more edits for you this weekend as well as uh, top fives and whatnot. Thank you for listening again. Peace. Peace. Oh.